0: You will bow your heads with me. Dear God, we come to you now, and we are thankful for all your many blessings, we just ask that you just speak directly to us, dear Lord, and remove all the, all the thoughts from the past weeks and the future, and just allow us to think in this moment as you speak directly to us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we've been doing some, uh, talking about certain, certain things that goes on in the church, with, uh, and if they're still important they're still um, applicable. Getting a hum up here. So um, something, that, uh, something that we talk about a lot here is um, service and what that means. And, and we do a lot of outreach. We do a lot of service. Just most recently we did the backpack giveaway. I think we had over 300, 350 families that we that we served and um, you know we fed them we gave them haircuts clothing you know all kinds of different things and you know that's some of the some of the best stuff that we do on a weekly basis our our uh, clothes closet is open and those women are very faithful and diligent down there and provide a lot of things wednesday night we do a lot of outreach and that's going to continue to open up and uh, as we bring more and more of the kids back and so um services is actually you know it's an important part of what we do here as a church okay um but is it is it just outreach is it something that we feel obligated to do in our community or is it biblically mandated is it biblically important and uh I, i'm gonna tell you this morning obviously you know as i'm setting it up we wouldn't probably be talking about it if it wasn't important right <laughs> so I'm going to tell you it's it's probably some of the most important stuff that we do. Okay? So, I'm going to be out of Matthew 25. Okay? And this is Jesus Christ speaking, and he is talking about coming back in his glory and placing judgment on all the nations. And it says, when the Son of Man comes in His glory. So we're talking about Jesus coming back in His glory, the return of Jesus Christ. And all the holy angels with Him. He will sit on the throne of His glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him. And He's going to separate them one from another. Just as the shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. Okay, so they intermingle during the day, but at night the shepherd in those days separated them. All right? So this is language that they would understand. And it says he will set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. And it says, then the king will say to those on the right. Okay, speaking to the sheep. Come you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then he, let go back. Then the righteous will answer him, those who have just been spoken to in those words. Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you, a stranger, and take you in? Or naked and clothed you, or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on the left, to the goats, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you did not take me in. Naked, you did not clothe me, sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. And then they will answer to him, and they will cry out to him, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So these are some pretty straightforward words. There are some powerful words. There are some convicting words. Okay? And we're going to talk about the words of Jesus Christ. These are his words. Okay? And he lays it out. And I don't normally read them word for word in, in a group of scripture like that on Sunday mornings, but I felt like today was in, that it was imperative that I read them to you like that, straight in context, so we get the gist of it, all right? And um, talking about sheeps and goats, sheep and goats, okay? Know this, <laughs> Jesus Will be the separator. He will be the judge, Jesus Christ. That's why we pray to God through Jesus. He is the Son of God and He will return in His glory. All right? He will deliver judgment through His glory. I think that's an important phrase that we understand that judgment will come through His glory. Okay? there's only going to be two groups. You're either going to be separated to the right or to the left. You're going to be a sheep or a goat. You're going to be rewarded or you're going to be punished. In a world of gray and blurring of the lines and moving parts, moving goalposts, different judgments from different things and, and all this, there's going to be two groups. You're going to be placed in one or the other. Okay, But The righteous will be rewarded, and they will be entered into the kingdom. And it's important to understand that this has been prepared before the foundation of the world. Okay, so you understand that God's plan, God's plan has always been knowing that we would fall, that his plan has always been a plan of redemption. That's something that is important as we live, okay? Not only do we live a life understanding that we are redeemed can be redeemed will be redeemed okay the opportunity is there for us personally and we can do it in a selfish point of view that we are redeemed but the other thing is that the opportunity for everyone else is to be redeemed i think that's important for us to understand a day of so much judge judgment and so much uh labeling that goes on in this world and How we're a throwaway society, and not only do we throw away everything that we use, but we also throw away people in this world. We throw them away. We discard them, and uh, um, we have like trash heaps of people that have just been discarded, and they're out there, and they're living, and they're living in a world where they don't feel love. They don't feel a part of community or family, okay? And And it's, you know, can you imagine, I know how much you guys mean to me, and I know how much... Knowing that you guys pray for me every day and even in my bad times, you love me. When I fail, you love me and pick me up. And the same with you. We're in this together. This Christianity is a team sport. We're here to encourage each other, lift each other up and pray for each other and be there when they fall down to pick them up, okay? And to be a, a voice of reason and to be a voice of logic to them, alright? But I think that it is important to understand that Jesus Christ is in God's plan has always been redemption through Jesus Christ. And I think sometimes we understand it, but we don't live it. And we sometimes pull away redemption from people because we don't think they earned it or they deserved it. But Lord, we, none of us have ever earned it or, or deserved it. So we have to have the same kind of vision to them that Christ had towards us. Alright? And isn't it a marvelous thing to think that Those who have passed away are walking on streets of gold right now with Jesus Christ. Isn't that a wonderful thought? And then it's just a sad, okay? There are there that are cursed. And we talk about how Jesus Christ says, Those who die on a tree are cursed. He took the curse from us. And that's why we are capable of having eternal life. That's why we will inherit the kingdom, it's because He took the curse away. But we have accepted that sacrifice and therefore the curse is taken off of us and the clothing of righteousness is placed on us, okay? So, but there are those who, for selfish reasons, um, you know, they have not been able to accept that or they have not been able to, you know, live that. And it says that they they will be taken to a place that has been prepared for the devil and his angels. They will go to everlasting punishment. And that is a horrible thought that there are people that we live around and with, and they will be placed in this category. And um, I mean, just to put it in, into modern terms, man, this stuff is real. This stuff has consequences, and it's eternal consequences. I mean, we're not playing a temporary game here where there's gonna be a, an eject button, an end game, where you get to restart, or you to a new life added to you, this is real stuff. And we know this, but sometimes, sometimes we get caught up in life and we get caught up in, into the things of what we're doing. And I'm here to tell you that we're, this is the real game. There's going to be people separated. There's going to be people put into this category. It might be somebody that we know, we love, and we care for, and that's a horrible thought to think that they will be put into that category. All right? And there is confusion. And it's from both groups. The sheep don't remember ministering to Jesus. You know, in literal terms, they said, We didn't see you, Jesus. And he says, You know, they were busy ministering to the needy and to the poor. And why they did it, we'll get to that. But they were concentrating on what God was calling them and leading them to do and what love drove them to do. And the goats don't remember seeing him either. But they were busy ministering to themselves. They were busy looking at life through a selfish point of view. And they weren't capable or willing to serve the needy and the poor. All right? That's just putting it out in real terms there. And the needy and the poor, the ones who are being served here, they're referred to as the least of these. And there's there is a lot of discussion that goes into what is the least of these. But I, I'm just going I'm just gonna be up front and face to face with you. We know who the least of these are, right? Let's just be straight with each other. We know who they are. We know know those who are struggling, those who are being discarded, those who are being thrown out in the trash heap of life. We know. We see it. We understand it. And we've learned to live with it. And it might just be, you know that we've given up, we've been defeated. Isn't that a horrible thing to say in the church, that we've been defeated, been beat down, they've won? We can't say that. We can't do that. Verse 40, I say to you, and as much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, what's that last part? You did it to me. How can we serve in a way that when we serve, we are actually serving Jesus Christ? How can that happen? Ephesians says, For it is by grace you have been saved. What is grace? Receiving something you did not earn, getting something that there is no merit to, and it happens through faith faith in Jesus Christ. Even the faith that we're saved by is a gift from God. And it's not of anything that we ourselves have done. It is the gift of God. There are no works that can get you there. There's no amount of money you can buy it. There's nothing you can do to get it. Because if you can, someone else could take credit or boast about their salvation. And there is no boasting about salvation. There's only submission to Jesus Christ through salvation. For we are his workmanship. We are created in His image. We are His people. We are regenerated. We are made new, okay? Even though we're covered up in the old flesh, we are made new on the inside. We are driven by a different kind of motivation, a different kind of perspective. We look at people differently. We're capable of loving the unloved, of serving those who are hard to serve, people who take our time and our effort before and it was work, it was burdensome and this is a deal where we are doing it because we receive joy, we receive happiness through serving Jesus Christ by serving them and that's a whole different kind of living that takes over there and it says we are created in Jesus Christ for good works so think about that okay If you're right with Jesus Christ, if your salvation is in a good place, your relationship, however you want to phrase it, then you are driven to good works, not for yourself, but because of the love and the relationship and the glory that you want to give Jesus Christ through your serving. That is living. That is truly living. And it says that God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them that we are created to take that walk, to pick up that cross that Jesus Christ laid down before us. So that means that each and every one of us are handmade. There's nowhere in the Bible I can point to this, okay, and I can prove this, but in my belief, my own, my own reading of the Bible, is I believe that Jesus Christ made yokes. He said he worked with wood. People say he was a carpenter. Okay, we don't have to meddle about that. But anyways, it, it comes to me that he made yokes because of the The precision has to be there and the patience that has to be there. You know, you have to chip away just the perfect amount of wood so that it's not burdensome on either of the animals and that it does work and that it pulls and that both animals work in tandem. I mean, just everything about that, I think, says Jesus Christ, all right? And he refers to it a lot. And you think about that each and every one of those yokes, if that's what he did, were handmade they were made for specific people for specific reasons with specific ma- and I think that that is a reflection of His work with each and every one of us that He has hand made each and every one of us and I should get an amen after this but there's only one Aaron Phelps okay thank you all right Aaron he said it louder than anybody all right <laughs> Hallelujah praise the Lord okay. Wreck out in song, all right? But that is, that is just a wonderful thought that each and every one of us was handmade by Jesus Christ to do work for him. And what a wasted life if you were handmade by Jesus Christ to go do great work and you never accepted that cross. You weren't capable of getting past your own selfishness or pride to do the things that you're called to do and to do the walk that we were asked to do. I think that that might be one of the worst parts of the judgment is you get to the end and it says, here's the life I had planned for you. Here's the one that you chose. And you're going to go, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? Why could I, can I go back? There's no going back. No turning back, just like the song says, right? Luke says, but I say to you who can hear Here it is. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who spitefully use you. Tough words. Does this mean that you become just a walking mat? No. Okay. This doesn't mean that you give up the security of your family or place anybody in danger or anything like that. We know what we're talking about here, right? Like, When Nicodemus and Jesus were talking, he says, well, am I supposed to enter my mother's womb? Come on. You know what I'm saying here. You know what I'm talking about. We know when we are placed in a position where someone is bad-mouthing somebody that we don't like. Don't we have a lot of words to say? But it's on us not to say it. It's on us not to hurt them. It's not on us to take advantage of the times when we could really send it back to them. We are to look to love and to grace and mercy, just like Jesus Christ does to us. And it says, to him who strikes you on the one cheek, offer the other cheek. Does that mean that if you get punched, you got to take another punch? This This was very vivid language that they use commonly here in this day, and it meant that if you are offended or if someone says something negative towards you or towards your family, that you just... Take a deep breath, get right with Jesus, and let it go, okay? Pray for him, all right? And it says that for him who takes away your cloak, which was very expensive, and it was very, I mean, offensive to try to take, I mean, that was, that was one of their prized possessions. Do not withhold it or your tunic either, okay? They may need it worse than you did. Give, it to, give to everyone who asks of you From him who takes away your your goods do not ask for them back and just as you want men to do to you you also do to them likewise we're at the we're at the what they call the golden rule right there was a there was a guy wrote a book says i think it's entitled i learned everything i need to know in kindergarten i don't know if you know this or not but when my grandma hazel took my dad to school kindergarten was full but they had some extra seats in the first grade True story so they put him in the first grade skip kindergarten okay and when he found out that there was a book called I learned everything I ever needed to know in kindergarten he said now it makes sense <laughs> I, I know what's wrong with me <laughs> skip kindergarten there's some vital stuff going on there right <laughs> I took kindergarten twice no I'm kidding but the golden rule But if you love those who love you, and, and then he's going to get down to just, you know, just human nature. If you love you, if you love those who love you, you know, how hard is that? That's reciprocal, right? And it says for even the unsaved are capable of doing that. If you do good to those who return to you, if you do something, now we're talking into, you know, reciprocity. If you do it for me, i do it for you. you pat my back, I'll pat your back. You love me, I love you. If you don't love me, I don't love you. Don't do it, I won't do it for you. Okay? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back with credit even, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. Okay? But love your enemies, do good, lend, hoping for nothing in return. For your reward will be great and you will be the sons of the Most High. For if he was kind to the unthankful and evil, therefore be merciful, just as your Father is merciful to you. Okay? So let me ask again the question. How important do you think service ministry is? It is vitally important. We need to get to a place in our relationship with Jesus Christ. To where our love for him is so great. Our faith is so strong that we become people who serve. And we do it with no thought of self. And our only thought is the glorification of Jesus Christ. I mean, we we, we separate people by by everything. Every, every single issue nowadays is an issue where people get separated. As soon as an issue comes up, their sides being picked. People are putting on different uniforms and we fight about everything. Everything. And it's bleeding into our friendships. It's bleeding into our families. It's bleeding into the church. And it's stopping us from doing things that we are mandated to do. And it's not because we're doing it consciously even, or that we have just been divided in it and it's because it's because of the the pain and the and the destruction that's going on inside of our hearts, just from being in a world that is destructive and painful. And it take. I mean, it's, it's hard to live in this world nowadays. A, could you imagine being a kid right now going through school and stuff? Craziness, right? I mean, if you messed up back in my day, you know, there, there were very few instances where you, know, you, could, you could die, you know, you, you take one hit of a vape nowadays, you end up in you know, intensive care for eight months. It's just the craziness of things that are out there and the, the hurt, I mean, and then, we, in the midst of all this, we got families falling apart. We got marriages falling apart. We got relationships falling apart. We got people not being served. We got people that are going. In this world, it's crazy that there are people going to bed hungry, going to bed. They don't have shoes that fit. Clean places to to live. I mean, let me to say that the need, the need is great, and you won't find a place more need needing with more needs than El Dorado, in our own way. Okay? I love Dorado. I'm as Eldorado as, as you can get. I'm as purple gold, as eagle as you can get. All right? But I'm, I'm just going to tell you that it's vitally important that we have service ministries here. And I could even go as far to say that our service ministry is as important as the things we do here on Sunday mornings. Sometimes the things we do here on Sunday mornings are a celebration of things that happen because of our service work. Thank you for tuning in to Star Church's sermon. We truly hope that the sermon edified you today and brought you closer to the Lord. For more information about Star Church, visit our website at stargbchurch.com. Once again, that's stargbchurch.com. If you would like to visit our church, our address is 4925 State Road, 142 North, El Dorado, Illinois, 62930. We now pray that God will bless you as you enter the mission field and bring his word to the world. And as always, we will see you next time here at Star Church.